Hello, ladies, and everyone who is not a lady. Welcome to Glenn Thanks the Podcast, episode 107. Thanks for checking me out. I hope that you're doing good. Are you doing all right? Have you missed me at all? Did you even notice that I was gone? I was gone, man. I think that the last podcast that I put out, I think this is my first June podcast. So I don't even think that I've done one this month yet. I just need a break, man. We had some tragedy. Some tragedy struck our family. Our goldfish of about four years died. Nemo was his name. Rest in peace, baby. Nemo was a 19-cent goldfish, and he lived a good life. He lived a long life. He was a cannibal because, like, he ate. I bought a little baby fish. I brought it home and put it in the tank with him, and he ate the little baby fish. I was like, where the baby fish go? And then I found some pieces of what was left of the baby fish, the baby goldfish. I was just trying to buy Nemo a friend a couple years ago, and that's what happened. But he survived, man. He survived for, like, a long time. And he had other tank mates. And, uh, but he lived out his last days in solitary confinement just because he was just like a grouchy old goldfish, man. And I'm not going to lie. When he died, I was kind of like, I don't know, man. I didn't cry, but I felt some kind of a way because, like, I, I don't get to gripe about taking care of him anymore, you know. And, uh... And let me tell you what you do when when a pet dies. Let me tell you like what you do, especially if you have kids uh, that will be upset that the pet is dead. So you go big, right? You go big and you spend a bunch of money and you get something like bigger and better. So I end up getting like a big 10 gallon tank because all we had was like a little, I don't know, it was a few gallons, right? And so I got this big 10 gallon tank with the, like the, for the glowfish where you could get these like neon glowfish and you know, you turn the lights on the glowfish and it's all cool looking, right? Everybody's happy. You know, that's what you can do when your kids are young. When you have a problem, you can throw money at it. <laughs> that's terrible advice, Glenn. That's horrible advice. Well, maybe it is. But, I mean, I needed something to fill that little fish-shaped void in my life, too, man. There's something peaceful about watching fish, man. There just is. But now I get to complain about taking care of those. I got some cool stuff to talk about today. I think that I do. I'm really feeling... It's just weird because I haven't... I haven't podcasted in, in like two or three weeks, and it's just weird to be talking again. It's weird to be talking when you're not in a conversation. You're just you're just talking nonstop, and you're like, I just got to keep talking. Can't quit talking, you know, because this is a podcast. You just can't just stop, you just can't stop talking, and uh, so it feels kind of weird to be doing this. I guess that's how women feel all the time. <laughs> They feel like because they just got to tell you everything about that ever happened to them. Yeah, I was, I'm just kidding. It's just a joke. Don't, don't, don't hate me. I'm just joking.
I started watching the show called 90 Day Fiance, right? And kind of what the show is about, like the premise of the show is that people find people overseas, like Americans find these people overseas that that they want to marry. And once they get them their visas to come into the United States, they have 90 days to marry them, right? And it's really a sad show as far as like, I don't know. It's, it's, I think that some of these people are definitely just using the other person just to get into the United States, right? Because it is like men from the United States and the women that they're marrying from other countries are out of their league, you know, just to be honest, right? They're just out of their league. And then there's women in the United States who are bringing foreign men into the United States and the men are out of their league, right? So I like fell in love and got sucked into the show instantly because I like the show Love After Lockup and it really makes me feel good to watch other people make terrible choices and like I'm really entertained at the misfortune that their bad life decisions bring them right it just it brings me some kind of satisfaction like uh I don't know what it is about it It brings me some kind of satisfaction maybe it's with my life you know and uh something within myself like needs to watch other people fail to feel good about myself (laughs) I guess I don't know I'm not I'm not a psychologist but anyway like my favorite couple on this whole show, there's a guy named David, and he's 48 years old. And David, we find out in the show, David went through like a divorce that was probably like a nasty divorce. And uh, he's 48 years old, went through this nasty divorce. He just kind of let himself go from what I gathered, from what you gather when you watch 90 Day Fiance. I think this is like season five that I was watching. And, uh, like I'm going to go back. I'm going to start from the beginning and watch every single one that I can get my hands on because it's just such a fantastic show. It's just so strange and just kind of a chaotic way to to find love. And I don't even know it it it, it kind of oozes desperation is what the show, you know, kind of makes you feel like these people are just so desperate to be loved or for sex or whatever. I mean, I think it's for like some kind of companionship because David's 48 and he meets this, this, this girl in Thailand named Annie and she's 24 years old, right? He's 48. She's 24 years old. And, uh, and he falls in love. I think he meets her in a bar. She's singing karaoke and he's like, your voice is so beautiful. And, uh, and like right within the first week or two of meeting her, he proposes to her, right? And this isn't uncommon from things that I've gathered because I've known people, I've actually known people that have done this stuff before. Like not close friends, but like acquaintances, like people at work. Like I know people that have actually gone to Thailand and and like, hired lawyers like uh immigration lawyers and actually married people right i don't know if you would call it mail order bride or 
or what I mean that's what there's there's mail order brides still that's still a thing which is just kind of weird but this this guy was especially sad that's why he's my favorite David's my favorite man David's just he's a fat man he has like a drinking problem um he's just desperate he's broke he doesn't have a job he's constantly borrowing money off his like rich buddy that's over there like his buddy and his wife man like david has this buddy and his buddy's wife and they are the coolest people they're so good to him they're like trying to to I don't know, not get him back on his feet, but kind of kind of boost his morale because I, I want to say that he had a stroke, you know, and, and he just kind of let himself go after his divorce. And as a divorced person myself, you know, I can, uh, can kind of relate and understand to, like, somebody just letting themselves go a little bit, you know, either before, during, or after a divorce you know, just to kind of mentally and emotionally regroup. But you got to snap out of it at some point, man. You got to live your life. You got to move on. And that's what David's friends were, like, trying to help him do, you know. And so he's over here, and he meets this girl, Annie. And, you know, she's like, you know, you got to buy me gold. That's like a symbol that you uh, that you can take care of me, you know. And so they go to the gold shop, and... You know, he's like, ah, I'll come back and pay you for this stuff. You know, <laughs> like, just hold it and I'll be back. And then he, you have to pay a dowry, like a dowry. And what a dowry is, I didn't even know that this was still a thing. Is like you have to pay the girl's parents, like, some kind of fee. Uh, it's just weird. Like, you got to, because they did so much for her growing up, you've got to pay them like so much money and when he first when david first rode to the village he rode to the village in the back of this like busted pickup truck right this 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 village i guess it's in thailand or close by and and uh they didn't have any running water no electricity or anything like that and the parents are like you know the dowry they see this american so from what I gather, they're like, this dude's got to have money, right? He's got to have money. He's from the United States. Swimming pools, movie stars. I guess is how a lot of people see the United States. And so they're like, you know, you must give us like, I forgot what it was, something crazy, like 10,000 baht or whatever. And he's like, well, you know, I think it came out to like, $10,000 is what they wanted. I don't know how many bot that is, but I think he ended up like saying that he could do like $1,500 and, and they wanted way more. And then they wanted like water buffalo. You got to buy some water buffalo for us too, buddy. Two big water buffalo, you know, to go along with the 1500 And so like he went to price water buffalo. He went to the water buffalo dealer and come to find out, David couldn't afford the big water buffalo. So he's like, what about two little water buffalo, two little baby bu water buffalo? A couple years, they can, like, have an, a, another water buffalo. And so I think that they settled on that, you know, or whatever. But I just really, I just, I don't know, man. It's such, it's such, it causes such a, it's so uncommon that in all of these couples, there is, um, it causes a rift in their family because their family's like, 
I don't think like any families are really on board with any of this. And, uh, there was actually a, another couple named Evelyn and David. I think David was from Spain. Evelyn was like, she was like this, this innocent 18 year old little Christian singer girl. And I felt really bad because I was like, man, I really hope that she doesn't get taken advantage of because out of everyone on the show, she just seemed like so innocent and naive. Right. And I was like, man, I everybody else can suck it on the show. Like, I don't even care what happens to the rest of these people. Maybe it was like I could see that like being my kid. You know what I mean? Like as a father, she was so young. I was just like, geez, man, I hope nothing bad happens to her. All these other people you can tell have lived some life. You know, they've lived a lot of life and um uh, and they're just they're just you know, <laughs> they're just so desperate. They're like, I bring somebody from overseas. But man, if you've not watched that show, that's definitely like, that's something that, that, uh, that I've really enjoyed watching. And I'm just about done with the season five, like the first one that I've ever watched. And it's so good. I just love this garbage, man. It's just garbage TV. But like, I get, I get really into it, man. I don't know if that's normal. But I mean, reality shows where everything's good and, you know, it just doesn't interest me, you know. But when you watch people whose lives are a mess and they're just so emotionally, because I thought about it today. I was thinking about it while I was at work. I was thinking about what would it be like to, like, go put so much into like looking for companionship, that's like a whole nother level, right? Like you pour thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars into finding love or finding, I don't know how that could be love, finding companionship. And you just like, I don't know. I don't know if, you got some kind of screws loose if you do that. Cause I was trying to imagine what that would be like because you're going over there with that intent. Like if you travel overseas, you go over there with that intent. And like, if you've watched anything about the, like the mail order bride documentaries and you can look them up, you can watch them. Like they'll have these parties where these, these old crusty men will like go around all these women and all these women are just basically looking for a ticket to America is what it's like. And the it's just a strange thing, man. You know, but then in some cultures they have arranged marriages. And a lot of arranged marriages like work out and it's just it's just their cultural it's their culture. It's their way to do stuff. So that's I mean, that's almost just as strange to me. You know, so I like to watch stuff and I like to see stuff fall apart and things backfire in people's faces. It just brings me joy. But I mean, I looked up David and Annie. Evidently, they're still married, man. Evidently, they evidently they made it through. But it was just weird because he came back and had a dinner with his kids. And I think his daughter is probably the same age as his wife, you know, which is just weird. Something else that's great that I saw on uh that I saw on social media this past week was with all the protests and everything going on, you know, um, 
right now, the celebrities do not want to be left out on all this. They want all of us to know that they're not racist and they take responsibility for what they've done. And and what got me so much about this video that I'm about to play for you is that, you know, remember when the pandemic first started and Gail Godot did the... Um, she did the Imagine with all her celebrity friends, like all the celebrity friends sang Imagine together and they clipped it all together and made a video and put it out, you know, thinking that that is what the world needed to hear was a bunch of rich celebrities singing Imagine when a lot of people didn't know where their next rent uh, check would come from because there were so many people out of work, you know, and, and meanwhile the celebrities are so out of touch with reality, they're putting out stuff like this, like, imagine all the people, yeah, not being able to pay their rent, <laughs> you know? And and you would have thought, you would have thought with the backlash that that video received, you would, you would have thought that they would be like, you know, maybe with this whole Black Lives Matter and the whole uh, protests surrounding the George Floyd you know, tragedy, maybe we should just, as celebrities, you know, maybe keep our mouths shut, and uh, if we're asked about it, you know, we can say what we think, or if we want to give some money to an organization that fights against, you know, police brutality, uh, maybe we could, you know, give that money, but they felt the need to make a video, and, um, to make a video and put it on social media so we could all know that they weren't racist. And that's like virtue signaling. You see a lot of virtue signaling right now. Uh, and it just kind of, I don't know, man. It It's tragic what happened, right? Don't get me wrong. But I've been tagged in a few things on social media. Like, I know Glenn thinks stuff stands with us. And, uh... I mean, I just really don't understand what that does. It really doesn't... To me, when you post something on social media, it's kind of like going out into a field and just yelling something out. Like, it doesn't it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything. Because it's just kind of this fake world. It's not even a real world. And I know that I've talked about the social media thing a lot. But it really doesn't... I don't understand the point of... I don't understand the point of everybody all the time posting stuff about every single thing, you know? There's stuff that's good that comes from social media that's good, but, you know, especially with the celebrities, they they feel something about, something about these platforms is like everybody feels almost obligated, like they have to virtue signal, they have to weigh in, they have to throw their two cents in on every subject when it doesn't do anything. It's, it's just stupid, man. And so, like, some celebrities made this this video about, about, uh, about all these whites. So that's the least diverse video that you'll ever see. This is a bunch of white people that are like, I just want y'all to know I'm cool. And uh the first woman on the video is Sarah Paulson from uh 
from American Horror Story, which she's great, man. She is great in American Horror Story. And she has these huge black rim glasses on. You know, like the artistic people wear. Not like, I think glasses are like look good. Yeah, I think glasses can look, you look very studious, but you know, like the glasses that look like they're army issue, like the big black rim, thick glasses that look like, that look like what they give you in the army, but people that, that act like they're artistic or are artistic for some reason, you know how like artistic people wear stuff that's just ugly sometimes. Like what's wrong with you? Like, why are you wearing this ugly thing? Oh, because you want me to know that you are an artiste. Well, she has these big, ugly... I think Woody Harrelson wore them. Remember Louis C.K. before a scandal? He he wore them. There's a few famous people that wear these huge black glasses. Like, okay, we see you're trying to be different. Okay. But uh, she has these glasses off, and she kicks off this video. And I'm just going to, like, play it for you now because it's so good. You've probably seen it, but I enjoyed it so much. I take responsibility. I take responsibility. That was Jesse Pinkman. Just in case you're wondering. Aaron Paul, Jesse Pinkman, just in case you're wondering, that's who that was. Thank you, Jesse. I take responsibility. I take responsibility for every unchecked moment, for every time it was easier to ignore than to call it out for what it was. Every not-so-funny joke. Every unfair stereotype. Okay, if you watch this, if you watch this, it's like all of them are doing a character. Is exactly what this is like. But you don't just walk around. That should be disturbing. That should be a little bit disturbing to you. That is one aspect. That's one aspect of this video that when I watched it, I was like, this is really staged looking. This is like, this is like, if you want to make a video like this and be like, look at me, I just want everyone to know that I'm not a racist and I take responsibility. That's one thing. But you need to be sincere. You need to be yourself. If you watch this video, it's like an act. It's like a scripted thing. And uh, that's, that's, just, that's just stupid. Every blatant injustice, no matter how big or small. Every time I remain silent. Every time I explained away police brutality or turned a blind eye, I take responsibility. Black people are being slaughtered in the streets, killed in their own homes. These are our brothers and sisters, our friends, our family. We are done watching them die. We are no longer bystanders. We will not be idle. Enough is enough. I will no longer allow an unchecked moment. I will no longer allow racist, hurtful words, jokes, stereotypes, no matter how big or small, to be uttered in my presence. To be uttered in my presence. So people's just sitting around like saying racist stuff in front of you, man. Like uttering, uttered in my presence. I will not turn a blind eye. Going for a jog should not be a death sentence. Sleeping in your own home should not be a death sentence. Playing video games with your nephew should not be a death sentence. Shopping in a store should not be a death sentence. Business as usual should not be life-threatening. I stand against hate. I stand against hate. 
I stand against hate. I stand against hate. I will stand against hate in love. I will make my presence known. Okay, now here is this this is like where Jesse Pinkman really gets back into the breaking bad character and takes it home. And killer cops must be prosecuted. They are murderers. We can turn the tide. It is time to take responsibility. Call out hate. Step up and take action. Okay, so the celebrities made that video for us. And uh, it was just like when I watched, I was like, why are you doing this? What what does this do? What does this like? Just because you all, this, it's the widest thing that I've ever seen. <laughs> it's the widest, it's the widest thing that I've ever seen. And it's just like, this is like the big thing that everybody's talking about right now. And I don't want to get into it. I, I really don't because I don't feel like it's not that I don't care. It's that I don't feel qualified to to speak on it, and and I really don't. I mean, it's it's terrible what happens. It it really is, and they're like just my quick opinion on it is that they're they need to find a way to weed these cops out. They just do, ma'am. And there's like no you you cannot justify some of the stuff that we have been seeing and that we've seen uh like lately and in the past there needs there does need to be change right and i just don't understand though why celebrities when stuff happens it's like they're like we got we got to tell you what we think you know it's like you want to be on the right side of everything and you want to be able to say well i made that video and said i'm not a racist you know so i can keep working in hollywood right and it's just so sad man it's so sad that the that that they're so out of touch that they can't there'll be more videos and i'm glad because it's just it just brings me so much joy to watch them you know virtue signal what what why don't you just be a good person how about that how about you be a good person and a national tragedy doesn't have to be it doesn't have to happen you know before you come out and be like raising your hand and waving i'm a good person why don't you just be a good person so there's no kind of so there's no kind of question right <laughs> there's no kind of question people know that you ride with them you know, if you ride with them all the time, you ain't got to tell them. If people know that you're, if you're good to people all the time, when bad stuff happens, you don't got to tell people that you're a good person. You know, you should just be quietly doing that stuff all the time. You know, like remember, remember, uh, what's it, Steve Buscemi, when, uh, when 9-11 happened, he quietly he used to be a firefighter and so he quietly went down to his old precinct and he was down at ground zero like working steve bashimi was and you know you heard about it he he didn't talk about it or go brag about it or anything like that people just heard about it and so when you hear about steve bashimi you're like man he's really a good dude you know because of uh because he did that, you know, and see, that's the 
what you should kind of do, right? Like you should just be a good person so you don't got to tell people. If you got to tell people you're a good person, like something's wrong and you're taking responsibility. Like when I saw out, it's like, well, you know, I take responsibility. So what for, because you were a racist, is that what you're saying? Or you're just, you were cool with it, you know, or from here on out, I'm going to change. Like that doesn't, words are empty, man. Words don't really mean anything, but it's funny because you're all artists and actors that you snapped into this character that, really gives a damn about everybody now you know that's cool thanks for that another funny let me tell you something jay's glenn you're kind of rough on people <laughs> well i mean that's it's funny watch it if you haven't seen it watch it and tell me that's sincere or all those people are sincere i'm not a judge of character but i will judge character you know but anyway, so anything, anyway, something else that I saw that was, uh, that was in the, that was in the news cycle that I saw is I saw something about Miss Hitler, uh, beauty contestant jailed with her boyfriend, right? It was a headline, something like that. Similar to that, not word for word, not verbatim, but pretty close, right? And I was like, Miss Hitler beauty contest, what is that about, right? I've got to know what that is about. And um, and so I was like, so I read the article and there was this lady and her name was uh, Alice Cutter. And she was arrested with her boyfriend who's Mark Jones. Let's see what it says here. They were convicted of membership of a terrorist group at a trial in March alongside some other real real gems and uh I guess they were part of a neo-nazi group right whatever who cares good they're in jail let them rot but uh anyway I was interested in the Hitler beauty competition and I said and so I read Farther on, it said Cutter, who entered the Miss Hitler beauty competition as Miss Buchenwald, a reference to the Nazi death camp, denied being a member of the group despite attending rallies where banners reading Hitler was right were raised. Right. So let me get this right. Let me get this straight. So you entered a beauty competition that was Miss Hitler and you under like you entered the competition under the alias of the name of a Nazi death camp. Right. So when I was reading this, I was like, well, how many people were in the Miss Hitler beauty competition? You know, first off, what was the competition like? I would want to say that there weren't very many people there's a, there's a diverse group of people in that, in that beauty competition. And, I mean, how many people... Why would you want to even be in something like that? Why would you... You, you know, bragging rights, you couldn't really... It would be small circles that you could brag about, you know, winning that beauty competition, right? And it says that she... It said in the article that she had entered the beauty competition, Miss, or Miss Hitler... But I guess she didn't win because it didn't say, like, the winner of the beauty competition, Miss Hiller. It just said that she entered it, right? What do you do? What do you do to win, like, uh, the the Miss Hiller beauty competition? 
that's a weird, what a weird world that we live in, man. Because what kind of evil, you want to talk about pure evil. That was like, if you go back and you read some of that, it was like the whole, I don't know, man. That was like the the most evil stuff that went on. You know, when you want to like do away with a race. Plus, I mean, I don't want to get into that. That's depressing. That's terrible, man. But like, uh, what what these girls do for like the talent, the talent portion? Did they get up there? I will be reading from Mein Kampf. What what what? I mean, what what do you do in a Miss Hitler beauty competition? That's about the dumbest thing that I've ever heard of in my life. So that's a couple things that uh, that's a couple things that were in the news cycle this week. Once was a celebrity, or one was a celebrity video, and one was a Miss Hitler beauty competition. And this is 2020, man. This is 2020, and this is where we're at. This is this is where everything is, you know. There's a pandemic. Kobe Bryant dies, and uh, and then there's a camp pandemic, and then uh, after the pandemic, there's the the riots and the marches in the street, and and you know policemen are just like thinking that they can do whatever they want, and everything is just not all policemen, but uh. But it's just kind of a weird time in history right now, man. And then in where I live in South Carolina, the 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 coronavirus is worse every day. Just about every day we're setting new records for new cases in South Carolina. And I mean, we're I think today bowling alleys might open. Like the the restrictions are like eased and everybody's just kind of going back to how it was before the pandemic, right? Nothing is closing down and they're going to keep pushing forward to open everything up. And I mean, it's really, I don't know, man, it feels really strange. I'm still trying to lay low and stay in as much as I can. And, uh, cause I've been working throughout this whole thing, but I mean, the governor's like, you know, when you go out, observe social distancing, you know, guidelines wear a face mask it's not required but it's recommended and you know he's just telling everybody to go out as needed and be careful and you know be considerate of other people but everybody's like that must mean to go down everybody go down to the mall and suck each other's fingers is what that means is how south carolinians like uh interpret it i guess just because the the cases are so widespread now you know but I mean, this is where I live. These are these are my fine people, but uh, but I'm gonna keep trying to be careful just because it's I don't know, man. I ain't trying to get this mess. It don't look like fun. It does not look like something that I want to have. But uh, I hope that everybody that listens to this podcast doesn't have it. I hope everybody else does, except for the listeners of this podcast. And they say we don't need a vaccination. If you listen, Glenn thinks the podcast. You will not get the coronavirus, you know? Wouldn't that be wouldn't that be pretty wild? <laughs> Glenn, that's the dumbest thing that I've ever heard. You just need to stop talking right now because you're out of stuff to say. Okay. If y'all guys want to hit me up and hear me talk about anything, you know, I'm I talked about uh what I talk about today. I talked about the Miss Hitler thing, 
Before that, I made fun of the celebrities, and then I talked about 90 Day Fiance. So, yeah, you see, you see that I'm, like, grasping at straws for stuff to talk about. But uh, that's pretty much everything that I talk about. Everything that I talk about is, like, just stuff that's been going on. But uh, I hope that everybody is doing doing good and staying safe. And uh, just be good to people when nobody's looking. If you see somebody that needs a hand up, help them if you can. That's what we uh, that's what we're supposed to do. And uh, I hope that everybody has a good week. And I will talk to you. I don't know when. Probably I'll talk to you the next time I talk to you. How about that? Mm-hmm.